0: Welcome, welcome, imposters, to the You're Not Qualified podcast. And welcome back, if this is not the first episode you're listening to. And thank you so much for coming back. My name is Courtney Heater, and I'm so happy you are here. Today, I am sharing some vulnerable, fun, and honest conversations with you. I had the pleasure of chatting with Eris Dejan. He is the creator and founder of the Who and How Club. He's actually a creator in many mediums, which we will talk about. The Who and How Club is a movement, blog, and podcast where Eris interviews people he knows and people he doesn't know yet about their passions, art, and lives, really. So he dives into what makes them, them. Eris is also basically a self made social worker. He does a lot of community engagement, helping homeless people and troubled youth. And he also grew up in the foster care system. So he has a firsthand experience of working with social workers and will let us in to his experience with that. And of course, his difficulties and troubles with that and why he wanted to become a social worker, but also, of course, to the tune of this podcast, he does not have the quote-unquote traditional qualifications as a social worker. So I'm also excited to dive into that. So I did want to give you a little look behind the curtain here. I did some minimal editing for this episode. Of course, I still have a fun bit of sound effects that you guys have come to know and love. Of
1: course, you have any idea what a pain in the ass you were?
0: but I did minimal editing otherwise in terms of like cut-ins from me and also um, splicing because I wanted to keep and foster the vulnerability that was shared between Eris and I in this conversation. I open up a bit and share some details of my personal life that I do not typically share, which is honestly pretty difficult for me to do, but I'm sure as you will kind of catch on, Eris really creates this atmosphere of sharing and really getting down to deeply what makes you, you, and uh, you know not being ashamed of that. That's just part of your story. So I, I do open up, um, and Eris opens up and shares some current struggles as well of how he became the man he is today and struggles of his past but that all leads to who he is today, right? And all of that is captured here. It's vulnerable, it's raw, it's meant to inspire vulnerability in you and encourage you to use your story, no matter how dark you might think it is, no matter how awful it might seem. And honestly, even if you feel like people might not relate to it, I bet that they will. I encourage you to open up and look back on your past and use it to pave your future you have some superpowers in there and i really encourage you to explore them i can't wait for you to hear this conversation and i really hope that some of it little bits of it all of it resonates and at least you can get a good laugh hopefully all right let's go
1: permission to come aboard captain
0: Today, we are chatting with Eris DeJean, founder of Who and How Club, which is both a movement and a podcast. He is currently in Toronto. He grew up in foster care, and he wanted to pursue a career in social services, but he was told he couldn't do that without the proper background. And true to the belief of this podcast, he proved that is absolutely not true and is now serving homeless populations in Toronto and runs programs with troubled youth to help them thrive. Uh, and he does many other things, and we'll get into all of it, but thank you so much for uh joining us, sharing your energy and passion with the You're Not Qualified podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Shout out to uh, all the You're Not Qualified uh listeners and supporters out there. I was really looking forward to this um, this sit down, I guess we could call it. Um, yeah, our well so I'm really excited to sit here with you and just to yeah just have an honest conversation about these topics so thank you for having me
0: great and especially thank you for coming when you're not feeling very good you're true you're true stuffed
1: up today yeah. but it's okay I'm, bear with me
0: <laughs> all right so typically when I get started I like to ask people really why they're not qualified but I took a listen to a couple of your episodes and I really really love how you start some of the your conversations so I'm going to mimic what you do and so I'm going to go with who are you and let's tie that in with what you do and how do you bring your unique self to it
1: oh you're good eh (laughs) I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer keep the talent happy um who am I and thank you for for doing that and asking that question um I think it's important for us to figure that out, you know, and ask each other like who we are as people so we could really get to know each other and figure out how we define ourselves, especially to strangers like you and I have never met. So this is really our first time so it's a good good way to introduce, you know, yourself to someone. So um, for me, how I would def- describe myself now and who I am and it changes a lot and that's what I kind of promote on the show that it's ever changing, you know, you'll never have like the one one way to answer this question. But who I am right now is an individual who uh, is is really vulnerable, (laughs) open to being vulnerable in his life right now and pursuing therapy and learning how to give more than take. Uh, I'm a person who believes in love and life and uh, I look at everything as art. So even this conversation is an art form, and in fact, a lost art form, you know, because a lot of people don't really know how to speak or engage in conversation like this uh, anymore. So just true, honest conversation. So um, I just look at everything as art. And I, I do my best to find the art in everything that I do, even when it comes to working in the so- social services field or working with people, speaking with people, connecting. <clears throat> it's all art, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I've been saying lately that we, we were created, so who are we not to create, you know. So if we look at everything that we do as like some sort of creation that we're forming and we're we're partaking in, you know, it's all art. So you'll find the meaning in everything if you look at things like that. So. Uh, that's that's who I am. Just a person who's open right now, and who loves to, who just loves to speak.
0: Yeah, loves yeah. to engage. And on your your current plane, you are really doing an excellent job with your your engagement with the people, and you bring a lot to the world. And with that, growing up in foster care, yeah. how how did that really form who you are today?
1: Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, uh, how did it form? I think I was forced to. I was forced to be independent in that stage of life that I was in, um, and I didn't know what independence looked like prior to that. You know, I was a bit sheltered uh, before uh, being placed in that situation, so. I got exposed to many things that I never thought I would ever be exposed to, things I only dreamt about, like having a girlfriend, for an example, or having a group of friends or being in school even, because prior to foster care, I wasn't in school for many years. Um, So I think... That experience just, it it also forced me to use the things that I was actually taught initially, you know, like the foundations, like having manners and and respecting my elders and stuff like that. Those things got me a long way during my teens and being in Mm -hmm. foster care. So I I didn't go through the same, I didn't have the same, I had challenges, but not the same challenges that maybe my peers had who weren't able to express themselves or connect with adults the way that I was able to um, in that sense. So, yeah.
0: That's, it's such an interesting perspective because from the outside looking in, I will be honest in saying that I feel bad for people that are in foster care for children that are in foster care, but that's because I grew up with, you know, your, your typical nuclear family and mom, dad, few kids. And it was always that way. Um, for the most part of my life, you know, after a single mom for a little bit, but you are speaking about it, like it gave you opportunity and foster care is almost like a, like a save for you. So that's, it's a beautiful way of seeing it. And I just don't see it that way. That's really cool.
1: I think, I think an experience like that, it's definitely different for everyone, uh, you know, because I was in a house with, with peers, you know, and they weren't experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. So I, I do believe that if it wasn't for those foundations that I was taught, um, I probably would have had a different experience. Not to say that it was all peachy, not it wasn't all perfect, I had my challenges, but a lot of those challenges came from things that I wasn't even familiar with, you know? Like that coming of age time, you're, you're exploring who you are as an individual and you're learning a <laughs> lot of things about yourself that you never thought you would. And, but but guys that were in the house that I was growing up in they had other issues that they had to focus on and I didn't have those issues like I never tried weed or cigarettes for an example or any drug for that matter I'm not mm-hmm. judging anyone who does but the some of the boys that I, that would come into the house they were getting in trouble for things like that they were getting in trouble for having weed and smoking in the room and I never had those issues you know so I, I think everyone's experience is a bit different and everyone's perspective on it is different but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely experimented with drugs growing up. So that's a whole other thing. But it's also like in the middle of the Midwest, literally in Kansas, there's nothing else to do. (laughs) That's what what you do. It's
1: (laughs) what you do. It's what you do.
0: Yeah, it's what you do. Uh
1: So so can you touch on that part? Like when you said um, you kind of looked at it as, I guess, something. I'm just going to simplify, like as something negative, right, for someone Mm -hmm. to be involved in. Why, why did you have that perspective on it? Is it because of things you saw on television or?
0: Yeah, like, that's why, a big part like, of it. I mean, immediately my mind goes to Free Willy. And yeah, yeah, he, yeah, 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 he had a, a really, his foster parents were amazing, but he was at the age and I'm, you know, do not know what age you were when you joined the foster care, but it's, it was turbulent. It was difficult.
1: Yeah.
0: It, It makes me sad for them because they experience a loss of a family so young, but I did minimize the impact of gaining a better life. And now like having that perspective on it, I think that would actually change it forever for me. Cause I just, I don't think I've met anybody that grew up in foster care.
1: Well, I think it would also allow you to, it was age 13 by the way that I I was there, age 13 to 18. but it also gives you a a deeper appreciation for the things you do have. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all have a story and it's like sometimes as a person who like, I don't know my father, but I'll see someone who does know their father, both of their parents. And I see that that relationship isn't really healthy. So it's like, Oh, that could be me. Am I better off not knowing my father? Am I like, you never know because all of our stories are so different and our journeys are so different it's just it's just weird it's just weird to think about or to fathom like you know we're so yeah. close in proximity just as people you know we're neighbors to each other but we're all living these different journeys and we have what's for us pretty much well maybe i'm not meant to know my father for the rest of my life maybe i'm gonna meet this guy at 55 who knows like maybe i'll find out the reason why i don't know him and he's the worst person on this planet who knows you know like Maybe the people who knew, who know both of their parents are having the worst type of family ship ever, right? So
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah also turbulent. Yeah, yeah. You never really know. You know, I actually I met my biological father when I was eighteen in person, wow. and wow. now we have a really amazing relationship. And I do a lot of that I attribute to not growing up together.
1: Like Mm. he didn't
0: have to go through the really difficult years with me. And now we can be friends almost. And Mm. he's still like a father figure, but I can kind of see where, where you would get that. But it's, that's absolutely my experience too. It's like, I wonder what it would be like. And if we would be as close if I knew him as a child, but yeah.
1: Why wasn't he around? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Um, He was abusive to my mother when I was um, in the womb Mm. and a little bit before And so when she learned she was pregnant, she ended up getting a restraining order that basically lasted until I was 18 and I could make my own decision. And she got married to my stepfather. They're still married. They've been married for um, like 34 years. Yes. Nope. That's definitely not it. It's 26 years because I'm 33. So 26 years. Yeah, definitely not as long as I've been alive. But um, they... And so I grew up with him and her and I had him as a father figure. And then my mom, basically when I was old enough, she was like, if you want a relationship with your father, I give my blessing to that and I've forgiven him. So that was, it was magical for me and exactly what I needed to hear to be able to pursue that because, you know, that's a really difficult thing to learn as a child and as an adult that this is why- you don't have another parent figure because they were not good to your other parent figure, and now understanding that it's like he's a different person now, as is she. So, and forgiveness is a really powerful thing, but that's a that's a whole other rabbit hole.
1: Well, I've been speaking about forgiveness lately on my on my podcast, and uh, there's like this uh, there's a four part series that I'm doing right now, and it's it's covering like the whole forgiveness concept because I've struggled with that throughout my life you know so the series is called Welcome to Forgiveness WTF and we're 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 going through it in stages right so part two was like my struggle with it and or sorry part one was the struggle with forgiveness you know and part part two has been um sort of like the willingness you know you got to be willing to even forgive before you get to forgiveness or understand what forgiveness is
0: As of this recording, Eris has released two Welcome to Forgiveness episodes. They're both found on the Who and How Club, so if you search wherever you get your podcasts, the Who and How Club, you could find episode 55, WTF, part 1, The Struggle, was released on September 30th, and he also has... Episode 57, WTF, Welcome to Forgiveness, Part 2, The Willingness, that was released on October 29th. I highly recommend that you give those a listen, especially after, follow up with this one, follow up after this one, this podcast you're listening to right now because I think it would go really wonderful with some of the themes that we're talking about
1: so it's just funny that you said that and uh, eventually i'm sure you're going to be on my show as well so i'll save these deep questions that i have already for you in this for the situation that you went through but i wanted to just ask one question like what was that first conversation with him like
0: oh my gosh it was so we were allowed to write and i was allowed to call him on the phone and he called me on the phone sometimes as i was like in like the beginning of high school that started i think I was mature enough. I think my mom was, yeah, yeah. And that was very reasonable. But when I met him for the first time, so got my mom's blessing. I was living in Kansas at the time and he lives in Minnesota. I got in my car, drove up to see him and I walked up to the door and I was wearing moccasins. I was really into moccasins at the time. He opens the door and he's also wearing moccasins. And we kind of just like looked at each other and then we're like, okay, this makes sense. And that it was just, we were just buds immediately. Like he brought me and he showed me a bunch of family photos. I ended up being able to meet my grandma, his mom for the first time, got really close to her, met all of his brothers. So I had uncles, you know, and I had nieces and nephews and I didn't even know they existed. It was beautiful.
1: Wow, wow.
0: It's beautiful. That's inspiring. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I actually just got back from his place. I was up there for Thanksgiving. And he's doing well. Lots of snow. He makes friends with deer. So there's a lot of deer in his yard that he feeds. So that was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> All the deer.
1: <laughs> but, very inspiring. Yeah.
0: There's a stock of freshly made waffles in the middle of the forest. Don't you find that a wee bit suspicious?
1: It's very inspiring to hear. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you were able to to do that.
0: A Thank lot of you. people don't
1: get that opportunity. So it's, it's inspiring.
0: Yeah. And I, I want to encourage anybody that it's you know, childhood is very hard. And yeah. there's a lot of extremely, it shapes it's it shapes, it shapes you, there's very, for lack of a better term, toxic environments that people are put into, but encourage anybody, if they want to, to seek out those that they might not have contact with anymore, because it could be something beautiful. It could be. Yeah. Um, so in terms agree. of the So your foster care, you were in at 13, but you had an amazing relationship, is that, uh, with your your foster parents and a pretty good experience, which I'm so happy to hear. Did that fuel you wanting to go into social services to kind of create that environment for other kids?
1: Definitely, definitely, yes. Because uh, one thing that really stuck out, uh, like just just thinking about it uh, now, is like there were moments where I had... I had like workers, you know, your workers, your social workers, and they would change a lot, you know, they would one minute they're here, the next minute they're not until finally I uh, I landed on like my worker who I still speak to to this day or speak with sorry, um, her and I have touched base recently actually so she's been my worker ever since the last she's like the last worker and that's it but prior to her. Um, I had a lot of I had a lot of um, turnover. So it affected me in a way, mm-hmm. because I would always have to restart and kind of share pieces of myself. And I didn't want to do that to. I, I realized in those moments when I would explain this to the workers, because I'd be very closed off. It's like they didn't understand how you just coming in and just trying to get to know me like you don't even know me. Like I have to now share all of this. Like you missed a couple of years or like a year, you know, I already told the story to the next guy or next girl, you know, so now I got to do this again. And it kind of affects you. It's like you put, especially for a person like me, I challenge people. So I'll put you through the ringer before you get comfortable with me or before I allow you to get comfortable with me or me to you, because you got to earn my trust or earn my openness so there were a lot of workers that came and went and, you know, they would ask me, you know, what do I want to do, you know, after high school and stuff? And I said, I want to do the same thing you're doing. I want to show, I want to be present in, in young people's lives and not just like dip out when, I don't know, I get a new job or something. I want to do it the right way, not just yeah. disappear one day, you know, like have a smoother transition. Um and they would tell me, oh, you know, what, well, you got to go to school for this. You got to take this. You got to take that. And I'm like, I think I'll be all right. You're like, uh, no, I don't. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. Yeah. And we were just so anti that. Like it was unheard of, you know, to like believe in yourself that much. Um, So, yeah.
0: Why did you choose not to go to college? Did you want to prove that you could do it without it?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm that kind of. You're that league. kind of guy. Uh, if maybe it's a Taurus thing, I don't know, but we're stubborn, mm-hmm. you know, and we're bullheaded. And the last thing you want to do is tell us what to do or what we can't do because we won't even speak. We'll just, we'll just do it and laugh about it later and be like, look, I did it, you know. But I'm learning something in therapy uh, lately or as of recent. It's like, you shouldn't do anything in spite of, you know, because that that creates some sort of toxicity as well in your life. Because if, you, if, you, if you're doing things in spite of or to prove something wrong, then are you really living for yourself or doing things for self and living in your truth? Or are you doing, you're still connecting what you're doing to others. And it shouldn't involve others, what you do, your passions, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it fuels me. So it's hard, to, it's hard to run away from that, you know, but I am learning that in therapy as a recent, but in retrospect, there are a lot of things I've done in my life in spite of, and it propelled me to the next level. So who's to say it's wrong or right? I don't know, but <laughs> what do you think?
0: No, I think it's right. I mean, and especially because it's not only right because it does better for you, it's right because you are doing so much better for everybody else you help people, you help people through your podcast and you help people through the community. I feel like you're using all of your powers of Taurus for good.
1: It's right, right. I didn't look at it that way, but that's another conversation in itself about mm-hmm. how we use our powers, you know? Like if you're using it for good, good for self and others, I think, I think it's okay to do that. Yeah, and like of, screw like
0: the status quo, you're doing good.
1: Yeah, I mean, this topic kind of came up recently because of my my relationship with my mother and stuff. And you know, I, I've kind of removed myself from her. You know, my biological mom, and mm-hmm. I've had to. I guess the type of conversation that has been brought up is like, oh, I'm going to show my, mom, I'm going to prove to my mom that I can mm-hmm. make it without her or whatever. Even though I already have, you know. But mm-hmm. so my therapist jumps in and she's like, Eris, no, you don't want to do anything in spite of your mother. You just want to be Eris and. But I'm like, but it fuels me, doc. And <laughs> <Like, Yeah. laughs> what do you want to do? I'm sorry. Like, it's working. It's working, you know? So, yeah. Know.
0: That's an interesting perspective that spite has a very negative connotation. It does. Yeah. It does but I, I, I'm seeing the other side of it.
1: What's your side? I'm just curious.
0: I, I'm seeing the side that wants you to be better. It, you want, you're fueled, it lights a fire in you that you want to prove something to somebody. And I think that might even accelerate passion. It might accelerate growth. If you're like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then you figure it all out in you know, a week versus if you don't have that fire under you, you, you might have a passion, but it, it's like just within reach, you don't have to go after it really quickly. Cause you have nothing to prove to anybody. Right. But if you're proving yourself, then you're like, I'm going to show everybody. And I'm doing it
1: tomorrow. And I'm doing it tomorrow. Has there ever been something like that for you, where you something quick off your like something that whatever the first thing that came to your mind is like when when was when was uh, there a time where you kind of did something in spite of to prove like yo I'm gonna I'm gonna elevate from this situation or whether it was from a breakup or whatever you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely a breakup. Um... But I mean, who doesn't have that? <laughs> and, Some people
1: go backwards, you know. Some yeah, people, yeah.
0: You know, in th- it sometimes really... you're the
1: best. Sometimes you're the best that person ever had, you know. So it's hard to. Oh, so. Eris!
0: I've, it's everybody. Like they, I'm always the one that got away. <laughs> like not to be that person, but they all know it
1: afterwards. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, to be young and to feel love's keen sting.
0: But no, that's really a big reason I started this podcast is I was told that really, because it's very specifically, I couldn't be a scientist or I can't pursue anything in the science realm because I literally went to college for literature and they're like, you just can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I'm like, watch me and then I'll help other people do it too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you a um, Taurus as well?
0: <laughs> I'm, no, I'm a, I'm a cancer. I'm a water baby and I'm so okay, emotional. Okay. Can you tell? <laughs> but I'm very passionate.
1: <laughs> in the event of a water landing, I have been designed to serve as a flotation device. You're killing me today. Yes. <laughs> that. That's July. You're in July or?
0: June. I'm right Gemini. on the cusp. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Of Gemini too, but I really identify with cancer. Oh, okay. Very much. your movement into social services, didn't go to college, you're doing it anyways. Tell me about your experience then in leading these organizations in your community and how did that work? What obstacles did you face? And how did you actually do it? How did you get people to believe that you could?
1: Um, good question. Very good. Great question. Sorry. Um, um I just got involved and like this is something that I push even with like in the podcasting realm like for people who ask me how do I get in or how do I start and whatever and the first thing I do I say is like you, you need to immerse yourself into the community that you want to be in or create within you know so I started volunteering I started even just at my high school and I just got involved any type of programs that were happening I would say yes to you know because i think i was more open to just trying anything when i was younger you know like whatever comes my way i believe that it's meant it's 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 in front of me for a reason this opportunity you know so i just started volunteering and so i got involved with an organization and sort of worked my way up and they gave me opportunities which then led me into the management side of things. And I've been in management from a young age without having to work like frontline work where a lot of people started in frontline where I've been blessed to not start in frontline. I started directly in management when it came to working in the social services field, but running programs and be- being a coordinator and uh, working in media arts programs and teaching youth how to you know, express themselves through poetry and creative writing and just just media overall or media arts was it was just something that i feel like i was born to do but a lot of the challenges that i came across was now maybe school could have helped with this but (laughs) i think (laughs) you battle you battle with um maybe like you just start to learn about things that you weren't ne- you were never taught or maybe not prepared for. Like for example, boundaries, or <laughs> professionalism, or realizing that you're in a you're in this role. You're looked at. You're an adult. You're not a youth, even if you're so close to that that age. That still you're still a very young person. You're an adult now, and you're revered, you know, because you're in this position and you have this title hanging over you but you're still yourself. So you kind of battle with that. Mm -hmm. You battle with the systems that are in place that you kind of disagree with because you're like, this isn't really for the youth. This is just to make money or this is just for, this might be exploitation, you know? So you just battle with things like that when you get involved with these organizations. Um, So those are some of the challenges that I faced, you know? And uh, I've learned a lot since then you know, since I've been in the field since I was, I would say about like 18. Wow. Yeah. So I'm 32 now. So yeah, I've been learning a lot. So yeah, I'm still learning, you know,
0: years and years of learning. I, I I don't think that ever stops, huh? Like we always every day. Every day, you can't even turn that off. Sometimes I wish I could just turn the brain off and stop learning for a little bit and just like, let me just savor, okay? Like, <laughs> can,
1: I just a, can I be a robot for yes, one day? Please,
0: yeah.
1: And not be a person who is aware? Yeah. That ignorance is bliss, is, is a real thing, right? But um yeah. I feel like for us as people, yeah, that, yeah, at least you're a person who is open to learning. Some people, they block their learning. They think they know it all and they're done. Their limits... Their, or their capacities are like the, a bottle cap, you know? But like, maybe for someone like you and myself, our capacity is the actual bottle itself. So mm. we're always digesting more and you could fill us up with more and pour us out and fill us up with more because we're open to that. We mm. wanna learn where we're open, you know? But some folks, their capacity is so limited um, and they kind of put a put a brick wall up to learning new things, so.
0: Yeah. That's a really, it's a good analogy. And we like to also fill other people's bottles and a lot of people want to keep the bottle to themselves. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm dealing with that this week. Yes, yes. Oh,
0: really, Preach. really.
1: Preach. Preach, we're givers. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I feel you on that one. <laughs>
0: You can you can expand if you want. We don't have to talk about that. When
1: you come on my show, we will. I okay, promise. okay.
0: I wanted to give you the space if you wanted it, but um, we on your show.
1: You're striking you're striking the nerve, but yeah.
0: Sounds sounds good to me. Um, in terms of then the the actual organizations that you do put on for youth, I'm super curious about yeah. how you impact in maybe even Toronto specifically, but yeah. the violence prevention uh, prevention and helping them navigate challenges in their life and really growth and learning potential. What does that look like on a day-to-day basis? And what are the the organizations that you have now?
1: So for the, the, the places that I work at now, you know, now I'm, I'm mentoring, you know, a lot of boys groups, uh, men's groups, um, you know, from different communities and stuff like that, because there's a need for that. You know, a lot of the, the youth that are especially men you know mm. I, I think I think I'm in this like everything comes full circle I do believe in that and learning learning about myself being in therapy for the first time in my life oh the uh, first time year. in your
0: life at 32 yeah. congratulations yeah. I'm glad you did that
1: thank you thank you I started this this past April which is my birthday month so my birthday present was was therapy this year you know and starting that and just going through the sessions that i've been going through and learning more about mental health mental health awareness uh, mental well-being just self-care all of those those things that are synonymous with each other you know but a lot of people don't really know how to define those things for themselves individually those are like umbrella terms you know what i mean but it looks very different on an individual scale so with the knowledge that I've been gaining through my experience, I've been realizing that it's really tough for men. Men don't even, men don't share anything. <laughs> like it's November 30th and it's men's health month. And a lot of the people that I've been seeing posting about, you know, things like that, or men's mental health or health awareness is women. Not even men, men aren't even posting stuff about their own month, you know? And yeah. it's like, and it, some women, and it's not to take away from women, but a lot of these women who are posting or supporting these things haven't really sat down and spoken with a male. Yeah. It's just the fad of the month, you know? Like every yep. month we do a new thing to partake and participate in, but are we really sitting down and speaking with one another? And that's what my show represents and yours as well. So I'm just, so I got involved with a, with a couple of new uh, new organizations where I'm mentoring youth, and I have this uh, this leadership role that I'm I'm involved in, where I'm just meeting with men in groups and just picking their brains and teaching them how to express themselves. But I'm also learning from them as well. And uh, this other organization, I'm mentoring one youth uh, in particular. It's like a one-on-one thing, and mm-hmm. he's so animated and he's so. He, he's just so unique he reminds me of like the a younger version of myself you know yeah. but men need guidance too you know men need support boys especially the young folks who will be our future and then we're work, working with uh thank you and then working with you know people for, uh, who have who suffer from chronic homelessness and those are all walks of life not just youth those are adults couples people with pets And those issues that they face are vast. We couldn't even fit them in a box, even if we tried, you know. So having to change my personality about 20 times a day.
0: Oh, my gosh. Based on
1: who I'm dealing with, you know, Mm -hmm. and communicating with and trying to support it, it takes a toll on you. So at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. But you forget to because you're so drained after giving so much of yourself throughout a day or a week or whatever, you know, in this field that we're in. Because because you're working with people. Mm-hmm. And working with people is never um, straightforward. It's very complex, so.
0: It is, especially being an empath. It's, yes. It's very draining.
1: When you feel everything,
0: whoo. Oh you know,
1: yeah. You, you know what's not being said, you know? And it's like, you take that on. Yeah. So it's hard to manage that. So I'm, I'm learning how to manage things like that and working with the men that I'm working with, the boys, whoever, you know, so yeah.
0: So what does Eris do to take care of Eris? What do you do for self-care?
1: Hmm. Um, I did pose a question like this, uh, this month on my Instagram, because in, in celebration of men's health, you know, I wanted to know what a spa day looked like for men. Mm or what a me what a me day looks like you know because women are always sharing like oh I'm spa day get the nails the toes done the hair did whatever right Mm -hmm. but I I realized that men also get their hair done and that's that could be that's that's a self-care day for men as well it's just not acknowledged as such you know so I wanted to kind of shed light on that and you know uh, going for walks and stuff is something that I do I just take the dog and I walk around the block and I never thought at my age I would enjoy a walk so much, but <laughs> I feel like an old man, like I'm just going for a walk. And it sounds yeah. so, you sound old saying it, like, oh, I'm going for a walk. But walks really help you kind of decompress and reflect on things, you know. And uh, for me, going to the barber shop is a way that I kind of, yeah, kind of, it's like self-care for me because it's a, it's another form of therapy, you know, speaking with my barber. And the kind of conversation that I have. I'm happy to
0: hear that. Because it's like that for women in our hairdressers. Like I've had the same one for years. I have a lot of hair. So it's a lot of hours (laughs) that I sit in that chair.
1: (laughs) And you just talk. What what are you talking about? Like what are the top two things you talk? Absolutely. shit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. This is like, (laughs) we're just going to back up here. Tear that all down here. No, it's a... it is a lot of relationship drama shit, but it's also okay. Okay.
1: the moment you think you know what's going on in a woman's head is the moment your goose is well and truly cooked.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's also pets. I love talking about pets. She yeah. has a dog. Um, I had a dog, but and then <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of current events, which is kind of a nice break, but,
1: but we mostly, have to. Have...
0: Yeah. We have we to, have, to,
1: have, to have those safe spaces to talk about like the relationship stuff or. Oh, you know, yeah. you have you need that you need that that uh like soundboard, you know, someone to kind of get that feedback and pick someone's brain, especially from a different generation.
0: Oh yeah, and like a perspective. The- yeah, she doesn't know me on a day-to-day basis, so it's like exactly. you can run things by her. Like, is this crazy to think about? Like, yes, yes. I, I wake up in the night in a murderous rage. Is this normal? Like, no. Not actually. Exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're killing me today <laughs> what about shopping shopping one of your uh,
0: oh absolutely shopping
1: I've, a thing for you that
0: my of... favorite pair of pants are because she had them and then I was like what are right. those and I bought them and they're amazing shout out to Aritzia <laughs> yeah
1: yes yeah. so that's how you kind of uh, take care of yourself as well and kind of find some peace or solace in that too absolutely right? like to shop and getting your hair done and nails done and stuff.
0: Yeah. I'll go to the
1: comic I'll go to the comic book shop.
0: Oh I'll yeah.
1: Buy, I'll buy like a new action figure to add to my collection. That really helps me kind of, you know, recenter myself and on Sundays I kind of take time to myself. I disconnect Good. from the phone. I kind of fast I fast from food and I sit down and I kind of meditate and I write some things down to plan the new week. You know, it, that's, I look forward to my Sundays, but mm. sometimes you gotta, you can't wait till Sunday. You gotta, you gotta do something now, you know? I'm glad that
0: wait. you schedule that every week too. That's so important to have a regular care day, a scheduled care day. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I think that's important for everyone to do.
0: I agree. Man, I need one of those soon.
1: <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. Like, I think I should. Dedicate yeah. one day, you know, just de- just disconnect from any kind of things that tend to distract you throughout your week. Um, don't be afraid to disconnect from people either. It could be, f- it doesn't matter if it's family or whoever, just you deserve at least eight hours. You give eight hours a day or what, how many hours a day, like to others.
0: Mm-hmm. So give that
1: same amount of time to yourself once a week hmm sit down with yourself write some things in your journal plan some things out oh you know, I
0: love making lists record
1: an episode of your show to yourself yeah. yeah make some lists
0: episode of the show to yourself you're the second person to actually tell me that's a great idea um yeah. because it it also it probably inspires a lot of new ideas too you're just talking it's just yeah. like self-talking
1: yeah and then you get to listen back to it and be like wow okay I make. I get it. I'm under. I'm more aware than I thought I was. You yeah. Know? Like to listen to yourself and to just speak with yourself. You know.
0: All jokes aside, I I truly really love just saying that women are the superior species. I tell any man that'll listen to me, but really, men are not as supported as women. We know that. We know that. That they're not as supported as women in terms of mental health, and mental health care, and as Eris is talking about self care, so it's it's vitally important that we take care of ourselves, right? And it might have this stigma around it that self care is for women, self care is weak, but it's not. And as Eris is saying. You deserve those eight hours to yourself. If you can't afford eight hours, then just take a couple hours here and there. I also strongly urge absolutely everybody to try therapy at least and go consistently for a little bit because you can unearth things that are just incredible about yourself that you had no idea and it could propel you to a level of yourself that you didn't even know existed. Uh, So this is especially to the men out there that you, you are not alone in your mental health struggles. People love you dearly. You are worthy of taking care of your mental health and taking care of your physical health and taking care of your emotional health. And we're here to support that, all of the people around you. And if they're not supporting that, then... They are not here for you. And that's a warning sign. But yeah, take care of yourself. Did you ever go through the hating the sound of your own voice? Because I'm just getting over that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say hating my own voice, but I had to find my own voice. Mm-hmm. I had to find it. Like even in music, um, even with music, I had to... I always, I always, I had this confidence in myself. Like I knew I sounded good, but I didn't sound how I wanted to sound. And how I sound today is exactly how I've always wanted to sound. So I feel like I went through that, that process of finding my voice, you yeah. know? That depth, that, that, like I just sound more mature when I speak or when I'm conveying my message um, and more confident as opposed to before where I sounded unsure. Like, I'm yeah. sure I sound very different from episode one to, like, the latest episode, right? Or my first song I recorded to the latest one. So, yeah.
0: That's a really good segue into the Who and How Club. Tell yeah. me and the listeners, what it what is it about? How do you inspire people through that platform?
1: I just want people to start understanding that like they are the who's and how's of this world Mm. without you know it kind of connects to that saying like we make the world go round, which we do but what I've what I've uh, had gripes with was the people like yes I'm in the field of working with people and I I clearly I must love people right but (laughs) eh, I have I have my ups and downs with people as I'm sure a lot of us do and my gripes are, are with the people that are detriment to our, our existence, the people who, are, who have created systems and barriers for us to really connect to our true selves. For an example, just like work, you know, this, this system of working is like modern day slavery, you know what I mean? And it it prevents us from really tapping into our true selves, our true power and nature, pursuing the things that we actually really want to do with ourselves in this life that we think we only live once. So so I I just wanna wake people up through my platform and and, um, promote like, okay, if you're doing this thing that you might not want to do, You could still find time to do the things that you do want to do. Like find a way because you are the who and how you can make it happen. You have the powers to do so. I've done it. Yeah. (laughs) And I continue to do it. So what's your excuse, right? Like let's make it work. Let's make it work in in whichever way we can.
0: Hi, hello there. It's me again. This is just your episodic reminder that you can do it. You should do it now go do that thing yeah Sorry. that's uh, that's so applicable cuz i mean that is I, I work a 9 to 5 you know and i i have this too so it's like and i wanted to do this so you just you have to be a- absolutely diligent and passionate with yourself and allow yourself to have that right like make time for what serves you a lot of people just they're like i don't have the time it's like oh you do you just Oh, you, you gotta, do. You do. You got to schedule it somewhere, but put it in your calendar if it's even an hour, you know, but you've got it. I love that.
1: If it's important to you, you will you'll find a way and we can't be afraid to not we can't be afraid to pursue the things that we truly want to pursue, mm-hmm. which is which is the which are the things that make us really happy, you know? So,
0: yeah, that fill your cup. Yep. Yes. <laughs> absolutely your your message then it it speaks to inspiring people to pursue their dreams doing their life their way you know finding their who doing their how finding their how (laughs) Um, so if you had to give if you had to give like even three nuggets or two nuggets of advice to people that are pursuing their dreams that are hitting walls even if it's like actually in social services um that are wanting to get into it what would your advice be?
1: Um, you need to, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, you're, you really need to unlimit your thinking. Mm. You need to unlimited, stop limiting your your ways of thinking or the way you think of yourself, like your your capabilities, you know, stop limiting them. You really need to have an unlimited way of thinking, being, feeling, seeing, tasting. You gotta just embrace, you know, your powers. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that you probably do believe that you have and are able to use, but you dumb them down or you know, put them in a box and hide them somewhere to make other people feel uncomfortable, uh, feel comfortable around you. The people that you see with your eyes, you know, like just because this thing is in front of you doesn't mean it has to be it for you. Like that doesn't have to be your your limit. You could walk with an unlimited way of being and getting thing when it comes to getting things done or pursuing whatever it is that you want to pursue. So I, I think a lot of us we limit ourselves with other people's ways of thinking you know how they think of themselves so we should think like them about ourselves or how people define us we define ourselves based on what other people have defined us as whether it's past relationships had you know family family ships you know mm-hmm. but you got to define yourself you know you grow every day you could change who you Courtney last week is not Courtney this week Mm-hmm. and that's okay <laughs> like you were supposed to be different this week if, you, if someone comes out of the woodworks and says oh you're you're um you're not consistent you know who you were that i'm not supposed to be the same person <laughs> yeah if you can't keep up with that then that's your fault that's not mine i'm not gonna dumb myself down for you so in the field that you work in and the dreams that you're aiming to pursue have an unlimited um, energy to all of that and never yeah. stop, never stop.
0: Yeah, break down those walls, don't allow the limits, I love it.
1: Yeah, two, you have two sets of walls to break down, the ones you've created for yourself and the ones mm-hmm. that have been created by others. Believe it or not, the ones that have been cre- been created by others are easier to break down than the ones you created yourself because you've created these walls for yourself uh, these walls are kind of based on what others have said to you so it's like mm. it's what you think of yourself this set of these set of walls are like they're an amalgamation of the things that you think of yourself and what others think of
0: oh yeah you. that's so true it's just like it's other. a other. terrible cesspool of crap that you tell yourself that you heard from other people or you heard from within yeah
1: and now you've believed in those things. So now you're telling yourself those things. So there's there are layers to these walls. Um, but if let's just say you've always believed in yourself and then someone just comes and tries to put a wall up, it'll be easier to, to push that wall down because you don't even believe in it anyway. Like, whatever, your opinion doesn't matter. You're not, you're just someone that doesn't even really know me. Like, you gotta be okay with that. Like People who don't know you will always have something to say about you. But they don't know you. They, they don't, don't know see. you. And they it doesn't matter.
0: Like. Their opinion doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't. It matters to them, but not it shouldn't yeah, to it Yeah.
0: It shouldn't to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Stay in your lane, guys.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Except for you. Get out of your lane.
1: <laughs> Get out of your lane. Me? No. Me, me specifically. No, or the or listeners.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get out of your
1: lane. <laughs> Get out of your way. Yeah. Get out of your lane. Step out of that lane. Step yeah. out. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Create a new lane. Create a new lane.
0: Exactly. Sometimes don't even use your blinker. Yes. Let's get yeah, let's get crazy.
1: Yeah, run the red light.
0: <laughs> but, oh <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> please don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody is gonna ride in the car. Why? Because because it's dangerous. Whatever. Dangerous? Why well, sure, every day you, you read about some car hitting a pedestrian, we're going to walk. Uh, I love that. I love that so much. Just unlimit yourself. It's
1: yeah.
0: really, I feel like I need to write that on the wall, you know?
1: Me too. I just, yeah, I need to remember this car. I'm, I'm getting inspired just by speaking with you. So that's a new one. Unlimit yeah. yourself. Yeah. Unlimit
0: yourself. What else? What else do you have for people? What else should they know about you?
1: Um, I'm just open I'm open I'm open to speaking with individuals uh, whether you're a stranger or someone that I know um, I just love to create I have a new song coming out this week so um, I'm excited for people to really get the music side of me and mm-hmm. I've always been involved with music but it's time to get back to it now you know so uh i'm really I'm in, I'm in i'm in an inspired state right now in my life i love it very inspired right now and just you know even just like after i already know after you and i get off the phone i'm gonna go write some things on my whiteboard and they're yeah. all stem from our conversation so I'm i'm getting inspiration from people that i'm interacting with like yourself you know and seeing your show and its concept is really inspiring and I'm happy that we're able to inspire each other because this is what we should be doing as people, you know?
0: Yeah, we absolutely should. We should build each (laughs) other and not, not block each other. I 100% agree.
1: We have to support each other.
0: Where can people find you and your new music? (laughs)
1: um so people could find me at only one eris o-n-l-y the number one a-r-y-s on all social media platforms erisdajon.com is the website and uh you can touch base with me on a weekly basis on the who and how club podcast and just follow us at who how club on all social media platforms or whohowclub.com is the website and yeah we could just, just hit me Hit me a line and let's just talk. Yeah.
0: Love it. Uh, well, thank you so very much for all of your like your immense wisdom, and I'm really excited to continue the conversation when uh, you you have me and we can yes. just dive into everything.
1: I think it always has to be reciprocal. You know, we have to pick each other's brains and learn about one another.
0: Every single ounce of this conversation really spoke for itself, so I'm going to leave with just a a little bit more at the end of this amazing conversation, and that is, Unlimit your thinking. Unlimit yourself. Write that down on a sticky note, write that down on your wall, get it made into wallpaper so that your landlord doesn't kick you out for writing on your wall like a five-year-old, but just... Do it. Unlimit yourself. I wanted to leave you with a bit of trivia, of course. Movember is an annual event every November. It's been around since 2004, and it's an annual event involving the growing of mustaches during the month of November to raise awareness of men's health issues, and that is men's health issues in the physical sense as well as the mental sense. So it was founded in 2004, the Movember Foundation. And it was started in Australia and New Zealand, spread all the way throughout the world. And then as of 2011, Canadians were the largest contributors to the Movember charities of any nation. And that is very applicable because Eris comes to us from Toronto. So thank you so much, Canada, for your amazing contributions to men's health. And if you're a man listening to this, you are supported, you are loved please go and get the mental health support that you really, really deserve. And one more fun little piece here. There's this football player, Marshawn Lynch, that had some very wise words to say that I think sums all of this up just so perfectly. Ready, friends? Take care of your mentals. Take care of your mentals. And I will see you next week. Bye!